I picked none of these teams except for Greenwich, so that's why they're all. And different. Richfield was worried that I had picked them. They, I got along. No, but let's remember that it's Pete that's the kiss of death, not me. I, I jinx some teams. Pete jinxes everybody. Hello, and welcome to a special edition of High and Tight on Game Time CT. I'm Scott Erickson. We're joined, as always, by Pete Bubwaga. Pete, good afternoon. Rainy Hello. Thursday, but we are on our way to the state quarterfinals. Yes, state quarterfinals are coming up on Saturday. We had a wild two days of baseball, um, a lot of upsets, a lot of teams that we didn't pick have advanced shocking uh i know right <laughs> um a lot of teams that we did pick advanced um but just what a fun two days and it always is for us it is i know for the coaches it's it's kind of tense and you know one one mistake in the season is over uh in yeah. a single elimination game and you know, but we get a kick out of it. We get to, you know, sit on the sidelines and watch. So I get a kick out of it. And uh, it's we have some matchups that we didn't expect to happen. But we also got to see some pretty good games. We got to see some pretty good performances from teams. Um, you know, a couple of games played a game or two extra that they maybe thought they weren't going to. So I would say fun. so. Yeah. It was it's nice to be back. I, I feel like we say it every episode, but it really is nice to be back and you know, to be, I was at Fairfield Ward yesterday and to just be on the field and watch the intensity of that game and where it is do or die. It's, there is no tomorrow for one of these teams. And, you know, they both played awesome and uh, came down to, you know, obviously a squeeze bunt. Um, but I will say, and I, I want to give this player a shout out. And I know, I know you're a fan of his uh, and just getting to talk to this kid and watch him play is awesome. And he's only a junior, Zach Broderick. Oh yeah. Fairfield Ward is an all-timer. I want to make a special selection for team Pete and add Zach Broderick on my team as a closer. I don't know, man. I, I, I think I have priority on the waiver wire. I want to take Broderick. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> after watching, I saw him in the FCI final, I, I want to be selected. Yeah. He, uh, he came out of the bullpen yesterday and uh, I mean, that's a playoff performance. What he did, he comes out, he strikes out Anthony Steele Connor Jensen to get out of the threat. And then he strikes out the next five batters, walks a guy, strikes out the next guy, um, you know, gets three outs in the eighth. Like that was like, a, you know, I'm trying to think of <clears throat> like, there were better performances, but one of the, like when Phil Hughes came out of the pen um, in one of the Yankee playoff years, he pitched like six innings out of the bullpen and the Yankees yeah. won. Like that's the kind of thing where it's all hands on deck. It's win or go home. It's do or die. And, yeah, Zach was probably going to throw on Saturday in the quarterfinals, but they had to get there. Yeah, get there first. Uh, yeah, and Connor went to his guy. And uh, he's only a junior. I was talking to Griffin Polly after the game. Polly, who started the game, got pulled for Broderick and then had the game-winning squeeze bunt. He's like, that's our top dog. Oh, yeah. And I thought it was really cool to call him the top dog, but he's like, you know, I've trusted all my teammates, and what he did was pretty awesome. And I mean, that's what the playoffs are about, right? Like moments like that. And how awesome is a walk off squeeze bunt? I mean, really. I I'm mean, not going to lie. I called it. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was standing next to Declan O'Hara's dad, who takes photos for the team. Right. And Shelton is like configuring their defense. 
and this isn't me being like, wow, look how smart I am. Cause my dad was my coach for like all of my summer ball uh, right. growing up. And my dad ran squeeze bunts more than any coach that I've ever seen. He just loved it. And we had like the worst signs ever. Like if you're on base, he points at you, you're stealing. <laughs> he would do all this fake stuff and then point at you. That means you were stealing. If you were batting, it means you were bunting. If he did both, it was a squeeze with a runner on third. And uh, we're sitting there and Shelton's configuring their defense. At one point before Griffin was up, they had pulled a fifth infielder in. Uh, like They were just trying to keep it contained. And that was fun to watch. And Connor, uh, Brett Connor runs down the sideline, uh, runs down the third base line. And then he comes back and I, I just looked at him. I go, they're going to squeeze. I was like, second and third, no outs. Like they really had, they only had like two or three hard hit balls all game. I'm like, they're going to squeeze. And he so did it. Is, all you got to do is get it down. So was it a suicide? Was the kid running or was it a safe? He was running, but that's not technically a suicide squeeze, right? Because there was no outs. No, it's still a suicide squeeze. If he takes off and is running for home before the bunt is down, that's a suicide squeeze because it's a suicide squeeze because if the bunt doesn't get down, he's out at home. The catcher catches it and tags him out. A safety squeeze is when you wait, the Roman, bunt gets down, and then you go. Roman was hustling. So even if he caught it, I think he would have slid safe. But it so was suicide. It was, so yeah. That's a suicide squeeze. That's even harder because you're laying it all out there. So yeah, and the crazy that's thing awesome is, call. Ward tried to bunt like three or four, two or three, maybe four times during the game, and they couldn't get it down any single time. There you go. It worked when it mattered, but that was great. Zach Roderick's performance was all time. Um, it was one of the better like playoff performances that I think I've ever seen for a guy to come out of the bullpen. Like we've seen starters throw complete game shutouts in the playoffs. You know, uh, we've seen Ben DeLabelle do it in the state finals. We saw Chad Knight throw a gem in the state finals. We saw Jimmy and Chad Sullivan. came in. If you remember, Chad came in in relief in the semis yep. uh, up a municipal and closed that game out. Yeah. Finals, and, you so. know, we saw Jimmy Sullivan hit two home runs and have like eight RBIs in the state championship. Like we've seen great performances. This, this was one of them that I've seen and, it was it was kind of special and and that kid's all time. I mean, he is he's and I wrote my story and I'm like senior, senior, senior. And then I was like, let me just double check the roster, make sure I spell his name right. I'm like, holy crap, he's a junior. Yeah. He's, like, got, I the, love this he's got the flow, the hair flow too. Yeah. He's got, he's got the whole look at the, the eye black. Like he's one of, he's a he's a good guy for us. Yeah. I, I, well, he's a good guy for us. You know, since we'll talk about Ward, we'll talk about Greenwich and Double L. Uh, top yeah, let's three. Let's talk seed, about L. The top three seeds lost. Southington lost to Ridgefield. Hamden lost to McMahon, and Fairfield Prep lost to West Hill. Three FCAC teams pulling off upsets to get there, and now Greenwich and Ward are playing in the quarterfinals on Saturday, as the two highest seeds left in the tournament. They are. Uh, that's going to be a great game. Uh, I think I'm planning on going down to that, the rematch of the FCAC final. Those teams played the last game of the season. Uh, Greenwich won 10-3. They played the FCAC final. Ward won 9-0. Now we get them again on Saturday. Uh, we'll see if Langhorn comes back and pitches. He pitched Tuesday against Cheshire. Uh, I think he went the entire way again in that game. So will they bring him back on short rest? Or will they save him for the semifinals? That'll be a big question. If he pitches, obviously the game is much, much different. Um, well, it's interesting, and it's kind of funny, and I think I'm going to pull the curtain back. You and I were uh, slacking 
as the games were ending. And when Richfield won, you're like, oh, Richfield Norwalk, like, that's a great game. Maybe I'll go there. And I'm like, dude, Ward just won. Ward's playing Greenwich. <laughs> and you're like, oh, wait, no, maybe I'll go to Greenwich. <laughs> They're both great. And then, and then, like, we, like, you know, there's going to be two FCX teams at least in the semifinals. I had picked three to go there, um, but we're going to get at least two. There's Norwalk, Richfield, Ward, Greenwich. So, and we're going to have an FCX finalist too. That that means because those teams will play in the semis, and one of them is going to go to the finals. Yeah. Um, then the bottom half of that bracket, yeah, McMahon with a huge win over Hamden. Like we said, if you're going to beat Hamden, you got to outslug them, and they beat them twelve seven. That's outslugging a team. And they were like, down. They were down going into the last inning, and they score. I think they were down six five, or it might have been tied six six. E- e- either way, they scored a bunch of runs in the seventh inning. Um, and then Hamden got a couple of back, had chances, just, you know, it's unfortunate, but in the state tournament, you can't have an inning like that. And you see a lot of these scores now in the second round, the scores usually go up because the, the number two pitchers, number three pitchers are going, yeah. uh, West Hill prep 11, 10 West Hill, I think was down four, nothing or five, nothing. They were down. Game. I think Fairfield prep, and I'm going to pull it up. So it might take like a second or two, but prep had scored in the first four innings so it was something weird they yeah prep scored one run in the first two in the second three in the third two in the fourth two in the fifth so prep scored 10 runs in the first five innings was leading i think 10 to 5 after five innings and then west hill scored i'm sorry 10 to 6 because i can't do math and then west hill scored five in the last two innings to win 11 10 unbelievable that's unbelievable. Uh, and this prep who had to score too late to beat Ludlow in the first round, you know, you talk to some people and they're like, all right, that was like a wake up call for, 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 for prep. They were able to come back and win that game. They're going to roll. And they ran into, you know, West Hills, a, just West Hills, a team that like, they, just they got don't guys, give up. they got dudes, they, they got dudes and they just don't give up. Like they've had a bunch of games like this this year where they're trailing late or it's tied late and they somehow find a way to pull it out and win it. Uh, they're the road warriors this tournament. They went to NFA, then they went to prep. Now they're heading up to hall, like another big road trip for them. Uh, and hall, look at hall, man, coming in number 11 hall, beating West Haven five, one. That's a great job by hall. So they've only allowed two runs in the tournament so far. Uh, and as you said, we don't know a lot about hall, but nope. we, we got to learn about hall now. Exactly. And, uh, you know, uh, you look at the box score again, we weren't there, but, you know, they went to Craig Adovino in the third inning, who's been one of their top arms uh, coming into this year. And um, and then they went to Benner, your boy. You know, they 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 went to guys who maybe were thinking, hey, we'll see him on Saturday. But, you know, when it's do or die. Oh, you gotta get, get there that. and get there and then you figure it out you get there and you figure it out and i mean prep that's is it. prep is really good uh that's a great win for west hill and you know the games that prep has lost has been games like this high scoring games uh it happened to hamden uh cheshire you know they 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 lost that game so if you're going to beat prep you're going to have to score a lot of runs and that's what west hill did and then Newington pulling a small upset over Trumbull 8-6. Uh, there goes there goes by pick for the semifinals Trumbull, but uh, Newington now gets McMahon. They get another home game. I always think that's cool when a team sort of feels like, hey, we're not going to be playing at home anymore. I mean, Norwalk hosted a game yesterday as a 24 seed. I was talking to Doug Marchetti, the Norwalk AD, and he goes, I almost put all the scoreboard stuff away and shut it all down for the season. But 
I said, there's a possibility we have a second round game. And now Ridgefield, the 17th seed, is home for a quarterfinal game. Yeah, against Doug is all time. But you, Nowak, mentioned, so. you mentioned West Hill Road, Road, Road Warriors. McMahon went to Manchester, then yep. went to Hamden, and is now going to Newington. Oh, they're all over the place. I, I, I hope they get expensed. I hope they get like, a, you know, 25 cents a gallon or, or, or whatever it is. Um, so double L, let's just finish out double L. We got Richfield Norwalk. We got Greenwich Ward, uh, Newington McMahon and Hall West Till of my picks. I had picked Richfield Greenwich Trumbull prep. So I got Richfield and Greenwich left. I lost my championship pick of prep though. So who, who do you have left in double L? You know? I have, um, <laughs> I have no one left. <laughs> no one. Oh no. I, I have Greenwich. You have Greenwich. Yeah. I had Greenwich Amity prep hand in and my winner was prep. I'd prep versus Greenwich in the final and I had picked prep, but I, after what I saw yesterday, I, I don't know. I mean, not that I'm not confident in Greenwich winning. I, I, I don't know that if I can, can go way. I think Who whoever Greenwich wins Ward that game, I think whoever wins prep, uh, whoever wins Fairfield ward Greenwich is the favorite to win double L the rest of the way. They're the two highest seeds left. They are the two teams that fought in the FCI title. And here's the crazy thing. When Staples won in 19, they won the FCX and the state title. That was the first time in a while that not all that uh, an FCI team won the, won the conference tournament and then won a state title. You know, can Ward do it again? Because that was a rarity when that happened. Like, you know, I don't know. I what just want to say that, that, that Richfield, Richfield lost the war to nothing in the regular season, beat Greenwich in the regular season, and then lost obviously to Greenwich in the FCX semis 26 to 11. So look, any of these teams can beat any of these teams. Oh, uh, you know, Norwalk. And Nor- Norwalk Ryan lost to Richfield Mitchell. 7. You know, it's the show. It's the show. Ryan Mitchell came on the show and Norwalk's being awesome. And a bunch of first-year coaches, too. I mean, second-year coaches, but first-year actually coaching. Because you're talking about Norwalk, first-year coach, Greenwich, first-year coach, McMahon, uh, McMahon first-year coach, and West Hill, first-year coach. All in yep. the quarterfinals. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. And um, uh, so this let's is go, why let's I, picked, I picked none of these teams except for Greenwich. So that's why they're all And here. Richfield was worried that I had picked them. They, I got a long, no, but – Let's remember that it's Pete that's the kiss of death, not me. I, I jinx some teams, but Pete jinxes everybody. So. I do. I don't. I don't. <laughs> we'll, like... we'll avoid having Pete make picks for the quarterfinals that I are remaining. I feel bad. I I did. I, I said this to you before the show. I got a text message from a coach yesterday, uh, from an athletic director yesterday after his team won, and he was like, "Thanks for the curse." Yeah, they love it. They love it when you don't when you don't pick their when you do pick their opponents. Uh, all right, let's jump over to L. Uh, Hand made it. Hands in the quarterfinals. And oh, look, I'll be honest with you. I was I was a little nervous um, about Hand, uh, not because they're not really good. They are really good, but it was. You look at the bracket and you're like, all right, Hand should win this. Like Hand is hands down. Hand is hands down. Ha ha. The best team in this tournament, but that doesn't guarantee that you're going to get through. Nope. So I was worried, you know, they, they handled Bunnell, uh early in round one, and then they were going up against Bristol Central, which is a sneaky, pretty decent team. 
And uh, I remember talking to uh, someone from hand before the game. And I'm like, you know what they really need? It's like, they really need an Anthony DePino 400 foot home run into the trees. <laughs> they got one. And they got one. Uh, he had a three run home run to make it nine. Uh, and they won nine, three. They'll get Bethel. Um, who, Bethel out of SWC is tough. So that, that's not, that's not yeah, easy. And that's game. a big win for Bethel. They opened up against Kaner tech. You knew they were going to kind of win that game. Uh, they put up a 22 spot and then they went up against Notre Dame West Haven, which is a, yeah, they didn't have a Notre Dame West Haven type year, but Notre Dame West Haven getting to the semifinals is kind of like a regular thing. Uh, Always tough by the SEC. Yeah. Uh, I and mean, Notre Dame beat hand in 2019. Yeah. Um, so, you know, hands there, they're going to get Bethel. It's a tough game. Uh, they're not going to take anything for granted, but uh, hand has a shot to go to the semifinals. And I think they're very excited about that. They should be. Um, and then down there is would they would they were going to meet the winner Wilton Avon because Wilton um, upset Torrington and we thought they'd win that game. Then they went to Woodstock and, and won that game in a, in a huge road trip, another long road trip. Uh, so now the number twenty seed Wilton is playing number twelve Avon after oh Avon Torrington not- wherever Woodstock Academy is and now they're going to Avon. That's some that's some trips. That's some trips. That might be the most. Yeah, but combined. they probably got a coach bus. You know, they pull. I'm sure, they, I'm sure they got something nice. Yeah, yeah they pulled it. They're not driving up there in a yellow bus. I don't think. Probably not. Uh, I mean, even West Hill had like a charter bus going to NFA. Although they said, yeah, they said we had to pay for it ourselves. You know, we're not. <laughs> we're not one of these other schools. Um, but I, I was a little surprised Avon beat Brookfield, but but good for Avon. Avon's always a good baseball town. Um, so Avon Wilton in that other quarterfinal, um, and then I picked Berlin to, to win this bracket and they're still in it. Uh, they've won easily eight, nothing, five, nothing. I'm not allowed to run. I picked Windsor. So go me. And, and they're going to play Windsor. That's who they're going to play. Windsor handled Barlow, Barlow, you know, with Matt Scott on the mound, won their first round game, uh, without Matt Scott on the mound, they lost 15 to one to Windsor. Windsor's again, a really good Windsor Berlin. Those are two great baseball programs uh, from the northern part of the state. Uh, One of them's going to go to the semifinal. One of them's not. Uh, Then North Haven, my pick, my other pick down there. North Haven, the 19th seed, upset Massick, uh, 10-4. I was a little surprised by the the score, but North Haven scored 29 runs so far in the first two games, Uh, and they get number 22 Lyman Hall because Lyman Hall upset Fitch. So. My North Haven going to the semifinals pick is not looking so crazy now, I have to say. I, 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 and I, I have three teams left in L. Three. Hand, Berlin, and North Haven. I lost uh, Brookfield, who I had in the finals, losing to Berlin. But I have two. I have Hand game. and Windsor left. Um, nice. But North Haven is just – I don't know what to do with them. And – because they've won some good games this year, right? They've beaten and, they, and they've been and they've been close in some others. So that's why I thought twelve and eight out of the SEC was deceptive with them. And yeah, I mean, look, they beat Amity, they beat Xavier, they beat Hand, um, you know. And then they, after those games, they come out and they lay a dud, and they haven't done that yet, which is awesome, um, you know, you know, for them and. Uh, I'm just trying to wrap my head. I, you know, I'm getting chirped still for my comments on the conference tournament podcast where I was like, I see seven teams that could win the sec. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, uh, yeah. They didn't like that. I'm sure Ludlow didn't like, you know, when you said everyone can win here, ah, probably not Ludlow. 
<laughs> and they were right there, almost beat prep. They were up one nothing in the last inning. Um, but and even Lyman Hall, I saw Lyman Hall this year against Hamden, and uh, they didn't really look that great in that game. But you know, that's a big win against Fitch. Fitch is Fitch is a very good baseball program. It's a proud oh, yeah. baseball program with a lot of history, and they went up there to Fitch, shut them out. That's going to be a really, really good game on Saturday. Um, and if we, you know, when we move over to M, Lyman Hall is not the only Wallingford team still kicking. M is awesome. Let, let's go to M right now because I have M open. <clears throat> it's worked out where some of the top seeds and the teams that we thought would get through, the lower seeds we thought would get through, got through. Uh, Killingly, <clears throat> excuse me, Killingly really is the exception here. They went down to Sheehan. Which we completely no, thought they was went possible. down to Tallinn. They went down to Tallinn. Oh, they went down to Tallinn. Tallinn went down to Sheehan. Yep. But Sheehan came out of that part of the bracket. Uh, we all thought that Sheehan would be really tough. Again, they're playing Class M and they play Double L schools most of the season. But let's start at the top. Uh, East Catholic. They're they're where we thought they would be. Yep. They have their pitching lined up. Frankie is scheduled to go Saturday against Weston. And he then one inning of relief against Morgan. And then schedule, he'd be scheduled to go in the finals. So Weston's reward for reaching the quarterfinals is they get Frankie Mazzucato. They get a chance to end the hitless streak, the the run streak, all of it. Yeah, it's it's we thought they would get there. Um, and I think that's more of a credit to um the team as a whole and not just Frankie. I and mean, we do talk of course. about Frankie a lot. Uh, the, 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 it's a whole team. The, the, the whole team you, won these first two. You games. know, they went with their three. In the first game, yes, they had Wyndham Tech. It was a lot easier to make that decision, I think, when you know you saw the seating. But Eden Udemark is a really good pitcher for East Catholic. He's not going to make mistakes. He's not going to walk anybody. Hell of a hockey goalie, too. He was on my All-State team um, this past winter. And then they had Morgan and and um, TJ Morgan, Morgan. Morgan played him tough. Yeah, 5 nothing. TJ Wynn pitched really well, obviously. Uh, and it lines up perfect for Frankie to go on Saturday against the uh, SWC champs in Weston. And I, I believe Pete's going up there. That's going to be a really fun atmosphere. I, I would think on a Saturday afternoon, that place is going to be packed. Yeah. Uh, I think Weston will bring some people, even though it's a far trip and East Catholic and other people in the area that do not have teams left will be there. Yes. I've uh, already had Frankie has become a national thing i'm having friends from out of state text me stories about frankie have you heard about this kid i was like in fact i have <laughs> yeah we've talked about him almost non-stop since april yeah yeah and you know weston you know another first year coach uh, yeah second season first year coach um why is my internet not not working um you know another first year coach there uh then we dropped down we got waterford and sheen and and dom lombardozzi the Sheen coach is a first-year coach as well. The second season, first-year coach, or second-year coach, first season, whatever uh, you want to say. Whatever. And you that's know, a great match. That's a great quarterfinal matchup. Yeah. I mean, look, did the bracket kind of break their way? Yeah, obviously, when, you know, killing it. But what happened to Killingly? Tallinn's solid. Tallinn's solid. Tallinn is a solid team. Yeah. But what happened to Killingly against Tallinn was Bo hit his pitch mark in the seventh inning when they were up 6 2. Oh, really? And they had to take him out. I didn't even read that story. And uh, they had to take him out. Our, our columnist, Jeff Jacobs, was there. 
He's he's big into his ECC baseball. And, I know that uh, I, I knew that Jeff was there. I've not had I didn't have a chance to read the story. And uh, yeah, they had to pull him because of of pitch count. And the guy who came in was a little wild. And then they went to extras. And once you go to extras, anything can happen. Oh, geez. Um, Tough way so, to go. You know, she kind of broke for Sheen, but that doesn't mean that they don't deserve to be there, and it doesn't mean that they're not good enough. And they're certainly she, good enough. We we talked about that before the tournament. Yeah, I mean, you, when, you, when you come out of the SEC, you're good. Again, another great program. Uh, Coach Lombardozzi won a state title as a player at Sheen. He was an assistant coach on the team that won. I think that was 2015, but they had like they have four pro players on that team. Um, he knows how to win. And, uh, you know, he was on he was on Coach Altieri's staff for a while uh, waiting for this opportunity. And he's been waiting a long time, like a lot of these second year, you know, second year coaches have been. Um, so they're going to get Waterford. But that's. Not so then you got Sheen and Waterford, both with very strong state tournament pedigrees, both have won state titles in the past. That's who if East Catholic beats Weston, they're going to have to get through to get to the final. And I think that's fitting that you play a team with some pedigree teams that have been there before and Sheehan and Waterford have both been there before. Yep. Not these kids, but the program, no, the programs, the coaches, the coaching staffs, they know what they have to do to win those games to get there. They and got that, banners on the wall that they yeah. got banners on the wall. They got yeah. banners on the wall. Sheehan has a, Sheehan has a number one banner as well. Yep. It does. It's huge in the gym. Uh, okay, dropping down uh, Northwestern. That's I think that's who you picked. Um, coming out of the top part of that bracket, uh, they're going to take out Rockville. Rockville, who, Rock- who beat Plainville two uh, one in a really close game, and then beat HK six five. Uh, HK, a team that we both I think like a lot. I, I think this Northwestern Rockville game is going to be really good. Rockville won their first conference championship in a very long time um, this year. Another, I believe, another first year. Uh, first year, second season coach. I could be wrong, but I believe that that's accurate. Um, Northwestern's good. Uh, they're one Northwestern's of those- good. I don't care if it's Brookshire or whatever. They're good. They are good. They give us crap all the time because we don't give enough love to the BL. Um, here's your here's your credit here. Josh Hamill pitched a complete game uh, to beat Suffield in a uh, in a really close game. Um, and they're here. They're, this is this is the time of the year where the Berkshire League and the NCCC and those smaller conferences Shoreline, get, to, yeah. get to put themselves on the map and say, don't forget about us. And, um, you know, there's one kid on Northwestern who's been absolutely awesome this year, uh, their catcher. And I, I want to find his name so I can say it correctly. Berto Cantalini has been Awesome. He had like two grand slams in back-to-back games earlier this year. He had eight RBI games, seven RBI games. He's really good. They have another kid on the team, Jake Reisdorf, uh, also goes by Bubba. Uh, if, uh, you remember, if you remember his last name, that's because his brother Zach played for Northwestern uh, like 2013, 2014, was the New Haven Register Player of the Year, was drafted in the sixth round by the San Diego Padres out of Northwestern. Uh, he, I remember when he was a, a really young kid running around the field watching his brother, and he's a game or two. They got guys up in Northwestern. They got guys up in the Berkshire League, and they're not the only Berkshire team left, uh, Berkshire League team left in the state tournament. But, you know, it's I always get a kick when the BL teams do really well. 
Um, I'm yeah, a big Pete fan. And I love, Pete and I love the Berkshire League. I mean, Pete really loves it. That's like where he cut his teeth here. And But I, I love the Berkshire League, too. I love the towns up there. I, I love – we don't get up there enough, obviously. It's but, far, man. It is not a close drive. Right. Um, so then sliding down, we got Woodland, um, who beat Watertown and beat Seymour. And then Bacon Academy, the 11 seed, uh, got through St. Joe's 8-1 pretty easily in the first round. I, you know, I had St. Joe going to the final four uh, just based on tradition. It's the first time in 13 years that St. Joe has lost in the first round. Um, and then Bacon got through Abbott Tech 7-2. Abbott played them well. So now we got Bacon and Woodland in that other quarterfinal, ECC representing, and, uh, and Woodland's just having a fantastic season, a really, really good season. I, I like that game a lot. I love, I mean, we've talked about since this tournament started how much we love Class M, but these quarterfinals are awesome. Yeah. I mean, they're, you, they're all good games. Uh, you got the number one team in the state versus the SWC champs. You got uh, a top five team all year in Waterford playing a, a, a SCC, a small SEC school that's been playing double L and L teams all year in Sheen. You have the best team in the Berkshire League against Rockville, who's seeing a resurgence in their baseball program. Then you got Woodland, one of the best teams in the NVL, against Bacon Academy that has, you know, a history of being a good baseball program. So all of those yeah. matchups are awesome. Um, it'll be really interesting to see. Unfortunately, Waterford and East Catholic are on the same side of the bracket. Um, that's not a knock against the other teams. That's just a matchup that I would have really liked to see in the finals. Uh, yeah. Selfishly, as a fan. Um, of baseball, I would have liked to see, you know, Mazzucato in the finals against Waterford. Um, but it is what it is. And, you know, we got to adjust and, and, you know, we have to adjust, we have to adjust adjust our, our, but you know, it's just, it's fun. And like, I kind of like it. You're going to get like a smaller school getting to go against East Catholic in that final. It just generates a lot of interest. And yeah. And it look, if it's, if, if it's East Catholic that gets to the finals, you know, Northwestern, Rockville, Woodland, Bacon Academy, what, what one of those four are going to get a shot at the champ. Yep. And that's going to be awesome. And that's going to, it's, it's good fodder for everybody when a small public goes against, you know, the big bad Catholic school. Yeah, so I'm sure, I'm sure we'll see, a, uh, you know, a story or two. I would think. Yeah. Um, let's drop down to S. Uh, St. Paul has gotten through. Uh, Hale Ray gave him a heck of a game. St. Paul had to walk him off. Nine innings. Night. Nine innings. Um, it's weird on the CIAC site. They they sometimes they note like they haven't noted. They underneath. haven't noted any of the extra inning games this year. Well, like no, but Chapad Coventry says eight underneath it. Like they played eight innings, but then the rest of the games do not. So anyway, St. Paul, uh, Hail Ray, the little noises. Um, almost made a lot of almost noise. made a lot of noise. Almost knocked off St. Paul. Uh, then Chapag beat Coventry in a rematch of the state final from two years ago. Beat a really good Cromwell team. And now 24 Chapag is getting a shot to go against St. Paul. Um, I don't know. I mean, Chapag's always so tough. So, so tough in these tournaments. Again, Berkshire League. Berkshire League still lives. There's another Berkshire team left as well in S. Um, but yeah, St. Paul getting it done without, you know, not, it wasn't Ryan Daniels. It wasn't Izzo. It was Devin Coolis who came through with the game winning hit. And, uh, you know, that's, you need, 
to win state titles, you can't rely on one or two players. You know, we've seen it before where these great teams go down. Um, so to have another guy step up for them is incredible. And that just adds to the lore of this lethal St. Paul offense that we've heard so much about that we've seen. Um, and Chapag, Chapag is a big, you know, the Chapag baseball program. And they have, you want to talk about history. The head coach is Scott Workoven. Yeah. I believe coach. I hope I'm saying your name right. Uh, I got to cover him when I was at Chapag. Yeah. And yeah. the coach before him was his dad who coached for like 30, 40 years. Like I love that. I there love is that. a history there. And you know what? Vic Rinaldi, the St. Paul coach, he coached in the Berkshire League. He was at Lewis Mills uh, when I when I started. And uh, so I've known Vic for a while, but there's a lot of Berkshire League love going on here in Class S, and I'm excited about it. Uh, and then dropping down, we got a 20 versus 28 matchup. North Brantford uh, out of the shoreline. Um Against Immaculate out of the SWC, Immaculate, you know, kind of came out of nowhere here. You know, beat Civic in the first game, but then you know, upset Thomaston, a, you know, a team that we thought was pretty good. Thomaston four three, uh, and now North Brantford, uh, who rolled over Oxford in the first game and rolled over Litchfield in the second game, and here they are, North Brantford at twenty, Immaculate at twenty eight. One of them's going to be in the final four, and that's, I mean, that's. You know, it's crazy. You looked at some of the, you know, standings this year, and we saw some three-win, four-win teams get in. You look at Class S, like, yeah, they had to fill out the bracket, but the last seed had six wins, right? North that, Brantford, yeah, it's much more legitimate than the yeah, four wins. North Brantford I, I had – North Brantford's the 20 seed, and they won 10 games in the regular season. Yeah, they're 12-8 and eight right now. Yeah, like, you know, they went 10-8 and eight in the regular season. Even even Immaculate won seven games. Like, the 28 seed in, like, double L had, like, five wins. Right, and Immaculate um, was playing the SWC, and their losses were, you know, some pretty close games to some pretty good teams. You know, they lost to Bethel by one, lost to Newtown by one, uh, lost, you know, a couple other close games to good teams. So, not shocking, but um, – they're very young and they only have like two seniors on that, on that immaculate team. We just, we weren't ready for them to, to make a run here, I think. No, but it's, uh, it was funny. I was listening to uh, the, uh, the lacrosse pot podcast uh, that we do and Mike Fornabayo, uh, a coach had, uh, I guess one of the quotes he said was, you know, they're not sophomores anymore. And, you know, when you have a young team and you get to this point in the season, like your sophomores are juniors, your juniors are seniors and your seniors are super seniors and your freshmen are sophomores. I, I understand the sentiment, but it's still their first time in the state tournament. So, yeah. but it's a lot of people's first time in the state tournament. I don't it's, know. Oh, most of the kids. We didn't yeah, have a year last year. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, moving down uh, Northwest Catholic, who you picked, uh, beat Canton, who I picked 13 to three. Wasn't even really that close. They've gotten to Valley in the first round. Uh, and now they get Nanawag. Uh, Nanawag's a team that you know we both thought was really good coming into this tournament, seventeen and three. Uh, again, Berkshire League, uh, really strong team out of the Berkshire League. I, I like this matchup a lot, Northwest Catholic against Nanawag. Yeah, and look, we had a Berkshire League team in the finals in nineteen. Um, you know, it's not an uncommon thing for a Berkshire League team to go to the S finals. Um, I think it's a good matchup, and. I, you know, Northwest Catholic being a Catholic school, it's a lot of the reason why we picked St. Joe's. It's a lot of the reason why we picked Holy Cross, who we'll talk about in a little bit. You know, when you play in these smaller 
divisions and you're a Catholic school, like, yeah, you might only have 200 students, but they come from everywhere. Yeah. Um, as opposed to just your town, just, you know, just, you know, the Nanawa kids are from uh, uh, Woodbury. Um, right. I almost said Waterbury. Woodbury, right? So Northwest Catholic, but Northwest Catholic has won championships. They won, yeah. I believe they won the title in 2018. Um, or they were in the finals in 2018. Uh, I think they lost to Notre Dame Fairfield. But, you know, that's another great matchup. And then the last one, I think this is the one where we thought, we were going to see in the quarterfinals and that's Coggin Chalk and Holy Cross. Yep. Uh, Holy Cross is a good team. They won the NVL Coggin Chalk, I guess is technically co shoreline champions. Cause they won So Valley lost. So Coggin Chalk would have lost. They would have played the shoreline championship this week. Right. That's uh, off. Now, Coggin yeah. Chalk did this awful thing and won two games and are now playing for a state title. <laughs> How awful. Uh, I think they, I think they prefer this. You know? Yeah, me too. Um, that's a great team and they, you know, uh, Colby Pascarelli pitched in the first game and, and I'm going to get his name right this time. Cause he, he, uh, he needed a shout out after I got, I spelled his, I didn't spell his name wrong. I didn't say his name because I was not paying attention, but Alex Mack M A C H yeah. is their number two. And he is good. He might not get the headlines, and we might not talk about him as much as we should. But Alex Mack is a baller, uh, and him and Pascarelli is one two make Coggenshock very dangerous. Now, I don't know who they're going to go with on Saturday with with Pascarelli pitching on Tuesday and Mack pitching yesterday, but Coggenshock is a really good team, and they have been. I think them and St. Paul have been my one two and S all year. Um, I think you can get away in these small, I'm literally going to go back against everything I just said, but in the <laughs> smaller divisions, you have a couple of guys who are good, who are yeah. you know, above the fold. Good. That can change an entire tournament. Um, so we'll see this, I think is the best quarterfinal matchup in S and Holy Cross is young too. They only have three seniors in the team. So yeah. another yeah. first year, second uh, another second year, first season coach for Holy Cross. Scott, that might be a story. Well, we did a little bit of that in the preseason because I remember talking about it and I did a story, Dave Stewart did a story. But yeah, the, the fact that they're all here in the quarterfinals is great. I think that could be one of our, uh, you know, five by five things that, that we're looking for here uh, when we talk about that. Um, we're going to, you know, have some stuff that comes out today and tomorrow about these baseball tournaments. Uh, we're going to cover as many as we can on Saturday. We will have the scoreboard fully updated. So always come back, check with Game Time CT on Saturday. We'll have all the scores, and we'll be the first ones to have all the semifinal matchups and where they're going, uh, what fields they'll be at. You know, that's a, everyone loves to speculate on that. Uh, who's going to be at Muzzy? Who's going to be at Palmer? Who's going to be here? Who's going to be there? Uh, what you know? Are we going to get a Dunkin' Donuts appearance? Maybe, maybe not. The yard goats are away. We'll have to see about that. Um, you know, so look, this is we're getting to the absolutely best part of this tournament. The quarterfinals rolling into the semis and finals. Like Saturday is going to be an awesome day of going to games and checking your phone for the scores. I, I know you're looking forward to it too. Yeah. I, do you want to do quick picks of who's going to win? Just not even send, just pick what team you think is going to win the championship. Uh, yeah. I mean, sure. I already have two, I have three left. 
for my original picks. You so don't gonna, you don't have to stick to your original picks. I am sticking with my original picks. I'm not going to change now. My picks are so good, Pete. <laughs> so I have I, I have Berlin, St. Paul, and East Catholic. So I would I would just need to adjust my my double L. So why don't you start? Do you have any champions left? Uh, I have St. Paul. I have St. Paul, East Catholic in hand. So we okay. both just uh, need to pick our double L champion. Okay, that's tough. You go. You, you go, go first. first. okay um i had greenwich in the final i believe in the magic of ward i believe in the magic of ridgefield but i had greenwich in the final so i will stick with them making the final and i'll say that greenwich now is going to win it um man i mean it's funny to think that either mcmahon newington west hiller hall is going to be in the championship game one of those four teams in the championship. None of us, nobody was talking about any of those four teams. Um, right, so so I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with Greenwich. I'll stick right, with, I'll so who are Reddit. your four? Just say who your four prediction champions are. My four champions? Yeah. Greenwich, Berlin, East Catholic, St. Paul. And Berlin, East Catholic, and St. Paul I picked before the tournament started. Okay. So those are Scott's picks. Uh, we'll see you guys uh, next episode. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Um, I am going to, I said this yesterday to you. Um, I think the winner of the Greenwich ward game is the state champion in double L. I think they're the best. The winner of that game is the best team left. I think they're the two best teams left in double L right now. Right. You went with Greenwich. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go with ward. I'm going to be the magic award. Sorry. Ward. Um, I'm going to go with ward, Zach Broderick, um, you know, they just have guys. Or your Roman behind the plate is an absolute stud. Uh, they do the little things. You know, they they played all-time quote from 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 Coach Connor, who is a Shelton guy. He talks about how gritty Shelton is. He's like, we had to be – I told my guys, we have to be grittier today. I love that. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go with Ward. I'll go the other way. I'll go Ward. Uh, still have hand in, in, in L, East Catholic in M, and St. Paul in S. You don't want to change any of those? No, I don't want to change any of them because I'm actually like those I've gotten right. And, you know, I went over, especially now with the shoreline being co-champs. I think I got half right uh, with Cox. Yeah, and, and, and class M killed me. I mean, I, I only have one. One of my four picks made it to the, they didn't even make it to the final four yet, but one, only one of my four picks is even left. But class M was uh, got blown up by some good teams there. <laughs> So I'm, I'm just proud of my Ridgefield pick. That's all. It was an upset. Uh, Southington was really good. Obviously, I had to go to extra innings. Um, and Southington easily could have won that game. But well, I was, we, like, I was like, I was like, they're going to go to extra innings. It's going to be some random play. And I mean, they're going to be a genius or an idiot. That's that's that <laughs> true. Good. Well, I will say there uh, we will be back soon because the quarterfinals are Saturday. Um, yep. I imagine with the semifinals on Tuesday. Yeah, we'll come back Monday. Maybe we'll come back Monday, early Monday, get it done, get it up there, get it out there. Uh, and yep. then after Tuesday, we'll probably come back Wednesday for state finals uh, appearances as well, uh, predictions as well. So, uh, yeah. Scott, you want to you wanna take us home? Oh, sure. Uh, for Pete, I'm Scott. We will see you Monday for the semifinals on High and Tight. Later. <laughs>